Well, hello there. Good evening and welcome. This is your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM and this is Strong and Sassy. My name is Enimwa Enim Ado and we'll be doing this until 8 o'clock. So I'm sure you're absolutely inundated with how we have been talking about breast cancer this month um, on all our shows because, um, well, we love you and we're trying to save lives, but also trying to encourage um, our brothers, our sisters and our families, family members who are going through um, any sorts of cancer. But this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we're focusing on that. And we decided that we were going to have a couple's edition. So we're going to talk to um, husbands and wives so that they share with us really um, what it's like dealing with sickness and pain and how it affects the dynamics in the home and the raising of children and their you know interpersonal relationship their sex lives just how they cope with it and so tonight I'm super super happy um, to have in the studio with me Mr. and Mrs. Ahiyabu um, so Mr. Anthony it's his first time on radio so we're really really excited thank you so much for coming Mr. Anthony thank you um, Ahiyabu he's an accountant for the CSIR and his wife Mrs. Louisa Yaira Ahiyabu who um, is a senior human resource manager at the department of of surgery at the Kolobu Teaching Hospital and she is a breast cancer survivor. Thank you so much for joining us, Louisa. Thank you. So let's start at the beginning. How did you find out? Well, I found out when um, my husband was playing with my nipple. Hmm. That was how I found out but at that time I thought it was just a pain something which is uh, not a serious thing so 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 what 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 did it feel I like? felt a pain a sharp pain a sharp okay it was a bite okay from just so, a touch yes okay. no, not a touch he was actually sucking but not breast. biting not biting but it but felt, it like, felt a like a bite okay so I made him do uh, the other same one. to the other one but okay. i didn't fall that way okay for the other one okay uh-huh. so it was kind of i wasn't sure what mm. it is so i was just keeping it th- hoping it's something it was that nothing. would go okay uh-huh. not until i lost my mom okay after some years before i realized that no I need to also check myself. So, so you felt this pain? Yes. Years later. Years later. In between, that the, there was the no pain. No, there was no pain. It was just that. And what I, I think I did after hearing there was a breast cancer awareness month around mm-hmm. that time. So I hear, if you want to check yourself for breast cancer, you have to mm-hmm. uh-huh, squeeze your nipple. It was there that I, I squeezed my nipple to check if I mean blood or something will come out will of come, it. Yeah. Then I realized that there was a colorless fluid coming out of it. Okay. But still, I wasn't convinced there was anything, there was anything wrong, wrong with me. Okay. There were so no lumps. There were no lumps at the time. Okay. I wasn't feeling any pains. Okay. My breast was okay. Just that thing that Just, okay. I felt and that was all. 
So by then, my mom was also going through something like that. Okay. By that time, we didn't know that it was breast cancer. Okay. She was in Keta then. Okay. So, you know, the, the doctors, I think they didn't know what it was at the mm -hmm. time. So she realized, I know what's how she was feeling. You know, it was becoming too much. So mm. she has to go to another hospital mm. for further, I mean, checkup from another uh, uh, doctor. Mm -hmm. It was there that they realized, I know this could be breast cancer. So they referred her to a whole Trafalgar Hospital. Okay. That was where it was finally detected that mm. it was breast cancer. By then, my mom's own had, had advanced. Advanced. Yes. And so, so you lost her. I lost her after I'm two years. so sorry for your loss. Yeah, that must have been hard. It was. Yeah, that must have been it really was. hard. Soon after her death, mm. I also discovered I also had it. I buried my mom in September and October. I went for a checkup screening, the usual screening okay. at Trust Hospital. And... Uh, because of the strong history of my mom's okay. issue, they gave me a request that I should do a mammogram. Okay, just Usually random. They did, yes, they did. No, they did the normal. I mean, breast screening. They didn't see they didn't any see lamp. Any. And I told them that this is it. This is what I'm feeling when you ske squeeze my nipple. This water comes out of it. The, 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 the water is not blood. It's just a colorless fluid coming out from my nipple. Mm. So I was asked to do a mammogram. Okay. So <laughs> the mammogram came out and there was a lamp in there. Wow. It was a lamp <clears throat> right around my armpit. So mm. you wouldn't really notice there is a lamp. Okay. Uh -huh. So I kind of not really feeling it because my breast is dense mm. you see this is the tricky side of it when your breast is dense you don't really know whether that is your own breast tissue or a there's lamp. a lamp mm. over there those are some of the things that can trick women into thinking there's fine. nothing wrong yeah. with you so um soon after the uh, mammogram, mammogram. Uh, the results coming out the doctor said i have to do a, a biopsy so i did a biopsy and whilst the was waiting for the reports, was just praying and hoping that it shouldn't be breast cancer. So eventually it came. But I feel like whilst whilst you were waiting and hoping and praying, there was a part of you that knew. Yes. Yeah. That it was. Yeah. But I was just denying. Mm. I just didn't want it to be. Wow. I had a strong feeling that, that I had it was, it. yeah. Yes, looking at what my mom went through and hearing the stories that if a relative in your family has it, the possibility of you getting it, the females in the family getting it, was so high. So I had a strong feeling that what I was feeling was mm, breast cancer. Was breast cancer. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Soon after burying your mother and also getting to know that yeah. this is exactly what killed your mom. Yeah, I mean, even the fear alone. It wasn't easy. So, so um, the doctor just told you that... Yeah, my doctor that I used to see was not my usual doctor at the time I went for my results. Mm. Uh, I went for my results, actually, and sent it to the doctor. You have to go in for your report and send it to the doctor. Okay. But when I got there, my usual doctor wasn't there. It was a different doctor who saw me. But he said it without any emotion. It was just said right in my face. And he told me, why did I wait so long <laughs> that day in fact i have to hold myself together i didn't know how i managed to get home drive back home from trans hospital also to dance so it's <clears throat> okay it's it's for for almost every survivor that we've spoken to there seems to be 
And I'm concerned, a certain lack of empathy when the news is being broken. Yeah. It's like, how do you ask someone that you've just told has breast cancer that, why did you wait so long? Like, if I knew, do you think that mm. I wouldn't have, have wanted to have been treated from, mm. from the get-go? And, and maybe that's something else that we will explore at another time. But I think you collected the reports, but you yes. didn't open the envelope. I didn't want to open it. <laughs> you know, you know, most, know of, what most of the women actually <laughs> opened it before they got to the doctor's I, office. I didn't want to open it, but mm. I knew it was it. You knew? Yes, because right after the biopsy, I started feeling pains. Mm. Initially, there was nothing. I wasn't feeling the pain, but immediately, the lamp is punctured. You know, the biopsy involves a needle being uh, uh, pierced through Inserted the into the, the, yes. the lamp. So to take some of the tissues out to go and check whether it so is there's been a tampering. Yes. So there's and so the moment it's been tampered, you start you begin to feel the pain more than you i mean it used to be mm. so that was what actually happened to me so i don't know whether psychologically i knew that there's something wrong then the whole thing became something else wow yes so you you went to the doctors alone yeah that time I, my husband went to work okay. so i went there alone alone yes got the news yes and oh. i came back home alone drove myself back home how did you drive <laughs> that's why i said i didn't <laughs> know how money to go home <laughs> What was going through your mind? Did you call him immediately or...? I called, yes. You called at the hospital? Yes, I called at the hospital and then he, to <coughs> he told me to take it easy. So let me, let me, come, let me come to you, Anthony. So tell us about that phone call. Yes, uh, I was at work then, as she has said. And she called me. Actually, I was checking up on her mm. on the report, whether she had gotten it, what was the outcome. And she hesitated. Mm. And they said, it was it. What? It was breast cancer. Actually, for the rest of the day, yeah. I was not in myself. I was just sitting down there looking into the air, knowing very well what we also her mother mm. the pain she went through eventually we lost her <laughs> and your wife also coming to go through the same issue yeah we imagine i was just in the office not knowing what i was doing wow. eventually had to close and also go home so in fact it was so uh, a sad news that you will not know how to describe was, it. yeah i can if imagine been to any situation like that, knowing that your mom or your mother-in-law mm. had gone through the same mm. process, the the pain, the financial issues, if it was too much, it was too much for us. And that was how it came. That's how, wow. So, um, <laughs> so you, you called him, you get home, then what? When I go to home, I just lie down and started crying because I was alone. Yeah. My kids were in school then. Mm -hmm. the, I ha we had we have a boy and a girl. The girl was at school. The, the, the boy too was also at school. So we were alone. So when I got home, there was no one at home. So I just lied on the floor and I started crying. I cried. I didn't know when I slept. I, I always wonder in those moments, mm -hmm. were you crying 
for yourself or were you crying for your children? I was crying for myself and my children yeah. because because my mom has died mm -hmm. and now it's me and also my daughter i'm also thinking about her yeah that what is going to i mean happen to her mm. also it's beginning to look like it's kind of a genetic, genetic thing, thing yeah. so I, I i don't even at that moment i can't even pray i just lie down and i cried i cried myself to sleep, to sleep. i didn't know when i slept mm -hmm. but before i realized i slept and then i woke up some time I didn't know when I, I got up. So I got up and I was like, so what, what am I going to do? So I was alone until I, I got a call again from my husband. That was what brought me back to myself. I feel like, first of all, your husband is like your angel. Yes. Because he if he been. was not doing what he was doing for us to feel the pain, I mean, maybe you would never have, you wouldn't have, you know, maybe survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah wouldn't wow okay so after that then what so after that um an appointment was scheduled mm -hmm. uh, from uh, my doctor that I used was there to any see. sort of support after the breaking of the news was there like a follow-up call was no, there those things are not there there was nothing like that no there was nothing like that but the doctor that was seeing me I have that personal relationship with him. Okay. But the one who broke the news that wasn't somebody that I, my usual doctor that I see. So he was the one who said he wants to see my husband. Your your usual my doctor. My usual doctor. Okay. Unfortunately, we lost him. Oh. He's a renowned surgeon, Dr. Richard uh, Kise, one of the fine doctors that died during the COVID. peak moment of COVID, COVID at right. Trust Hospital. Right. Well, may he so rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. So he was the one who uh, actually was seeing me and then he said I should take it easy. That mine where it is, there is hope. I shouldn't panic. Okay, I so you were at what he stage? He later, uh, at the second stage, stage two. two. Okay. Yes, it was a, a grade two kind of. And mine uh, was estrogen related. Okay. It's kind of fueled by estrogen. Okay. So I'm on a drug right now that's surprises uh, estrogen, estrogen production okay. in my system so i did uh, chemotherapy i did radiation but then my chemo somewhere along the line was stopped okay but before then i had my surgery okay so take us through the the getting surgery, ready for, for surgery. the surgery yes that was why i said the doctor called uh, he told me that i should bring my husband okay so we had an appointment with him okay. that he wants to see my husband mm. because the reason why he said that is because mostly when uh, women hear this and they go to tell their spouses they don't come back to the hospital for fear of i mean the cutting of the breast and those things you know mm. the husbands will tell them that no you shouldn't go so you should go to the herbals and all of that okay so he said he wants to see my husband okay then he will talk to him okay and i said okay no problem so my husband was ready and then the time came and then we all went so he talked to my husband my husband said no if that is what is going to save me he has no problem about it mm. if they have to cut the breast myself i was thinking they are only going to take the lamp because the lamp was very small so when he told me they are going to cut my brain fat I was so devastated. Did they cut your breasts? Yes. They in fact, I have taken all my two breasts as I'm sitting here. Wow. Yes. Wow. What's, what was it that? It is like? only one that was affected then. Okay. And, and then we had a surgery. When we, we did a surgery in 2019, that was uh, on the 8th. Mm. 
of December 2019. Okay. So after the treatment, the sore healing and all of that, I was referred to Kolebu. Okay, wait. So back to the surgery. Yes. So you go in, you know you're going you knew beforehand that they were going to completely take, take it, it off. off. Yes. So so they take it off. Yes. What's that like when you like you see your yourself for the first time um, with no with no breast? Because then you had one one and then you had one that wasn't. Yeah. What was that like? That first look? You kind of feel pity for yourself. Hmm. You feel I don't even know how I'm going to describe it, but it's pity. You 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 begin to fall. You know your your. I don't even know how to describe it, but you feel pity for yourself mm -hmm. that this is not you. So how are you going to manage this throughout your life? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of devastating. Did you feel like you had lost something? Yes, as a woman? at that time, yes, but. What I had in mind eventually is that at least if I take this off, perhaps I'm also going to be alive for some years yeah. to take care of my children. So that thing encouraged me not to think so much about, about the it. loss. Okay. Uh -huh. So I feel, okay, if I have to lose this in order to survive, life, then let, let, then me, let yeah. me just let go. Okay. So I decided to just, with time, trying to psych my mind. But the place that it becomes difficult for me is whenever I am dressing up mm -hmm. and I have to put on the prosthesis, you have to adjust it. You know, the adjustment to look more normal like the other one, it takes so much time. Mm -hmm. Because you know, your usual breast is on you. Yeah. The other one is not part of you. Yeah. So you need to adjust it very well. In so that is balanced and then balanced. it looks, yeah for you to have your head high and go to wherever you are going mm. but sometimes behind deep down you you feel something is not right people are looking at you that your breast is not the same mm. so this kind of psychological trauma that you go through every day is kind of it, it, it was so much wow so i i, I want to know how um, it affected anthony your not having one but then you're actually saying that there was a time a time came and you took the second one yes. so tell us about that and then after that i'll, I'll speak yeah. to anthony about it. i had the first surgery 2019 mm. and then i was on a hormonal pill and it was having some side the side effects were becoming too much okay i became um, i went into menopause uh hot flashes which was becoming so embarrassing. I would just be here with you before you realize water all over me. I see somebody wow. has poured water, water on me. On so all those things made me stop taking the medication. And this that was were after chemotherapy? After the chemotherapy, I didn't complete. Okay. Because it's estrogen related. Okay. The doctors decided that no, they will put me on the hormonal pill. And that, so that should suppress Yes, so the... I, I did two cycles. I was supposed to do six cycles okay. of chemotherapy. Okay. I did two. And then one of the consultants the saw my history, effect. read through and said, ah, they should stop it for me. Since the side effects were becoming too much, I lost my hair. I mean, your fingernails were dark and all of that. In fact, I just don't look fine. Mm. So I went to complain to her that, in fact, I feel like life is coming out of me. I'm not too well with the chemotherapy. Isn't there any other way for me? So it was there that I said, ah, 
So she went through uh, my folder and checked my history and they realized that no, there's a way out. So he said, no, they have to stop the chemo and then they'll put me on a hormonal pill. But I did a stupid thing, excuse my language, okay. that I stopped taking the hormonal pill and I'm sure that also brought the reoccurrence. I had Why a reoccurrence because stop? of the side effects. My bones hurt a whole lot. It was just too, it was just so just too, too much, much for me. And I thought I was fit. Because at that time, I was fit. I go to the gym. I go for walks. Myself and him, we go for walks in the evening. You we guys have a gym. lot of fun together. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can Every see Saturday, that. we go for, for walk. We go to the gym. Wow. So I thought I was okay. So I thought I was And obviously, fit. the lump had been removed. It was removed. felt fine. Then it was one of those days that we went to the gym that I noticed the lump. Again, in my armpit, the same place. I got scared. Yeah. So quickly, I had to go to our surgeon, Dr. Dede. And confess that you Then have. I told her that this is what is happening to me. Mm. She was like, Louisa, we have to do surgery immediately. Oh, no time to think. The lack on my side is because I am close to her. So she said, no, you are not going to... If you said you will do it next month, it means you will do it three months from now. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of cases. So they have to do it for me next week. Then, okay, I said, okay, dog. Then if you are going to do it for me, then I want to take the second breast also. So that is just... That's, it's just said, no. They said, no. I said, no, dog, I want to take it off. Because I was also going through psychological trauma because... Each time I see myself in the mirror with one breast hanging, but before then I sought his permission okay. that this is giving me headache. I want to take the second one. To be, we've been thinking about it, but I could not master the courage to just go purposely to take that one until the reoccurrence yeah. came. Mm. It was there that I told the doctor that no, then I want to take the second one too. We checked, we did mammogram, nothing was wrong with it, but I just want to take that one off because since it's also a breast tissue, there might be a reoccurrence over there also. So I want to take that one also. So when they were going to do the surgery for the removal of the lamp, they did this one also. So I took all the two. Wow. So these are prosthesis. That you have now. Yes, given to me by Safe Haven Cancer Support Society. Okay. It's one of the support groups that I belong to. Okay. They were the first support groups that, I mean, came to my rescue during mm. the COVID time. He came to my house and brought the prosthesis to wow. me. Yes. The CEO, shout out to uh, Auntie Janet, Janet Brakohiampa. Hi, Auntie Janet. Yes. Thank you She's so much. She's in town. She came from Canada. Mm. She's around. Anthony, so how, how did it feel for you from having, you know, this, your wife who you love, in whose bosom you find peace and mm. pleasure, to suddenly there's nothing there yes uh, it was very disappointing but the issue also was that since we lost the mom mm. through the same process or through cancer we thought it wise for her to take it out mm. if that was the only way she could live it was a better decision to take it out than to leave it because of pleasure yeah. So we made up our mind that she should take it out so that she will live longer. So how the, the last, and, and this is a bit of a personal question, okay. so if you're not too comfortable answering, okay. that's fine. The last, or, or the night before the surgery, 
Yes. Was there ever a moment when you you just looked at the breasts and you thought, you know, the end has come, you know, goodbye to you, <laughs> my dear friends, um, till we meet again. I mean, what, was there some sort of, you know what I mean, some oh, yeah, sort yes. of, you know. I, know. Yeah. I, I actually went to the hospital with her. I took her to the hospital mm. and I was with her. I was in the waiting room throughout the surgery and actually it was a great loss. It was yeah. actually a great loss. But we, we, we prayed to God mm. and God God took us through. Yeah. Yes. And we have not regretted. Mm. Of because course. She's I mean, looking life, good. Yeah. She's alive, she's looking good. Mm. The friends who also went through the same thing. One of them, the husband was not ready for her to take the breast. And we we've lost her. her. Wow. He's not alive. Mm. And 13th when yeah, 13th, 13th of October was, was one year exactly year one year when away. she passed on wow. a close friend very close friend of mine because when she died it really affected me because I was trying hard for her to survive whatever thing I hear that could help I tried to, 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 to make it up to them both herself and the husband but unfortunately we lost her wow. at the time the husband realized that the thing was getting bad. Mm. He, came, he came to see the doctors and they told him actually there is no need, there was no need to come for the surgery. The thing was already bad. So they just left her to her feet and she died. Wow. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Very. That's so heartbreaking. I mean, so I guess for you, there's that validation and reinforcement that mm. it it was the right decision yes, yes even was. though there was nothing wrong with that breast it's almost like just let me let it go to yes. to ma make mm -hmm. the chance of it rehappening as minimal as possible yes. has that affected your physical attraction towards her uh, not so much okay not so much because uh, she's a beautiful lady, as we can see. She her. is, yes. And so there, there are other parts of her that are still you can there for enjoy. me to enjoy. <laughs> okay. So we are managing it. Yep, okay. And I'm okay with it. How does it feel, again, another personal question, but yes. how does it feel in the... I'm trying to be very mindful about the fact that children are possibly still awake at this time. Yes. Um, but how does it feel to approach the woman you love and and men there's no doubt about the fact that men are drawn to that part of a woman's body so you yeah. know you put your arms around her you're rubbing you're rubbing and how does it feel every time you do that and you come to to the front and there's nothing there is it a moment where you that the scar is a reminder of the fact that i could have lost her or is is there do you feel that that loss of that part of her physicality i actually do not feel so much do not feel it so much okay it was rather her my wife that will not feel comfortable initially she was not feeling comfortable and was always requesting that at those special moments uh, there should be light off light and off. those things but mm. i say no problem Life is not only this. There yeah. are more to life than uh, this. Than yeah. Here, the other thing. So 
we've managed it and mm. we are managing it and we'll continue to, to manage, manage. It. i'm tearing up <laughs> yes. i mean yes. because it's for me it's so amazing when men like really just you know stand by the woman that they love and they're mm. like you know we're doing this okay. together and it doesn't really matter what is there and what is not there i mean how does that make you feel? if it's making me emotional i can imagine how it makes you feel mm. in fact i got a lot of support from him mm. i'll say we are a nuclear family when this thing happened to me it is it was between us only myself him the kids and two of my brothers that's ended it not too many people knew of mm. it until the reoccurrence, the second one, that was where some church members got to know because okay. I have to do radiation. The first time I didn't do radiation, radiation yeah. I did a radiation when the second one, the reoccurrence came. It was there that uh, church members have to also come in. It was kind of very emotional. We 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 weren't. I don't know how to say, but it was not easy for us. Yeah. This moment weren't easy for us at all, but he has been very, very supportive. My husband has been very supportive. Myself, I don't feel fine looking at myself in the mirror. So I have been planning to do a reconstructive surgery, but he said no, because throughout my life, even my childbirth, I have gone through about six surgeries already. So he told me, I don't know how it falls. Anytime he has to sit at the theater waiting he for me. For so he's okay with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I mean, wow. <laughs> Six times waiting for you. Yes. And not so knowing if the doctor is going to I'll come out come and say. Yeah. Or not. So at least God has been merciful to us. So no reconstruction. I should mm-hmm. just take it. After all, if I don't tell anybody that I don't have breasts, no one knows. It's just He's the only one. And yes, yeah. and even if the world knows, and I'm putting on a prosthesis, they are not seeing the physical body. So he's okay with it. So that is where, or that is how far we have gotten to. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of support from him. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So I always pray for God to bless him, to keep him strong. He has been a pillar. We started not today, from when we were young, so it has not been easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I need a minute. It's not even my story, and I need a minute. Wow. Um, what, what, how did the kids... Got to know. Yeah, what, what was it like for them? Yeah, my daughter came back from school, and uh, it's kind of, she heard the news, she came, she saw me, and she, she broke down mm. in tears. She came to me, that ma, so me too, I'm going to die. How like, mommy, you're also going to die. How old was she? At that time, Fafa was 15. Okay. 15, yeah. She was 15 years. Because she saw the grandma before mm. the grandma passed mm. away. The, the day my, the grandma passed away, she, even, she actually went there to pray for her. Because I, I took her to school that day. I was sending her to school, and then she said she wants to see the grandma before she goes to school. That was a Monday morning. So we went there, and the condition in which she saw the grandma, she knew something is not right. Yeah. So because the grandma was always in pain and all of that, she said she prayed to God that if grandma is going to be in pain throughout, God should take her life. Mm. But if she would come back 
with no pain, then God should heal her. And that morning, she passed away. So she knew that if grandma died because of this, and my mom is also having this, then what is her fate? So she cried, she cried, she cried. So I have to hold her and then console her and assure her that I am not going to die. Even though you didn't know? Yes, even though I didn't know. But I have to be strong for her. Afterwards, after the encounter with her, trying to calm her down, assuring her, telling her that she should rather pray for me because I know God listens to children's prayers, even more than we the adults. So I need her to be strong and pray for me so that I'll be strong and be alive for her and the brother. So it was there that she cleaned her face. I hugged her tightly and asked her to go to her room. So when she left to her room, I broke down. Yeah. <laughs> I actually broke down and I cried. I cried. So I went down my knees and I prayed that God should listen to her prayers for me. Because they are not old yet. Mm -hmm. I have a long way to go. So I need more years to survive so that I can take care of them. And also to bath their children one day. Because my uh, my mother is not there. Their grandmom is not there. So who is going to take care of them? So those were my prayers. Those were my prayers. If not for myself, at least for her kids. For the kids. Yes. Do you think that she believed you when you said that? You I think she did. Yes. Okay. And she's also a strong-willed girl, so mm. she did. And your son? My son, as for him, is not too mature. You know, men. Boys. <laughs> Boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he came with mixed feelings. He'll look at, He will look at me. Then he will look at me with some mixed feelings. And you don't really know what's going through his head. Mm-hmm. You ask him, you say, Ma, oh, you, it's okay. It's nothing. So you ask him questions and he will not respond. Mm-hmm. So I try to force him to find out what is going through his mind. But I only, he, he, he doesn't come out with anything. Did he, Anthony, did he talk to you at any point? Uh, our son is a type who is always quiet. <laughs> okay. you, you have to probe and probe, probe and, and probe. Is and he probe. like you? Yeah, I think I so. Like me. <laughs> yeah, so. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> yes. Okay. So actually, we know him very well. Okay. So we just study how he behaves in order yeah. to also know how to go along with him. With him. Yes. Yeah. If you want to force him, you see that he will coil completely. Mm. He will not even answer your questions <laughs> when you ask him questions. Wow. That's the type. Mm-hmm. So we know how we handle How him. you handle. Yes. So, I mean, through the treatment, the chemotherapy, then the second surgery, and then what was it like for, for the kids? Were you talking to them about every stage that you were going through or did you try to shield them no the good side of all this thing is that they weren't around okay they were in school okay they were in boarding school yes they were all in the boarding the girl was at a very girls at that time and the boy too was at a a jhs but was in a boarding house at the time so they, they didn't really see what's I went through. Okay. It was when she came back from vacation. Mm. That was where she she saw that I have one breast hanging. Okay. That was where she broke down. Okay. But that was not how I was before she left. She left. Okay. Yes. So after the diagnosis and all of that, she didn't know until she came back from school before she knew that something was amiss. So um, she was down, but I gave her assurance that that I would not die. And myself, I have that strong will that... 
I won't die. Mm. <laughs> if I if I'm going to die, I'll not die of cancer. Okay. I always have that strong will that that is not what's going to kill me. Mm. So I have the hope that I I will survive. I have an auntie who is also alive. It's over 20 years now. She was also diagnosed with breast cancer, had a chemo, radiation, and all of that. She's alive right She's now. She's also alive. Yes. So that gives so you... So it, give, it some, gave me yeah, hope. Yeah. And this uh, uh, Cancer Support Societies that I joined, when you listen to other survivors' stories, they give you hope. It gave me so much hope that if others are alive, why not me? Mm. So you listen to what they did before they are alive up till now. You follow suit. What are some of the things that... You have you to did. take life one at a time, no stress. Where there's stress, avoid it. Mm. Someone wants to stress you, you leave the place. As much as possible, just live life one at a time. Listen to what the doctors will tell you concerning your Don't medication. Stop Don't stop your pills exactly, without, without mm. letting them know. So this one, I have been hitting it. <laughs> you have. <laughs> so other survivors must take note of this. Mm. If you have been given any medication, just continue. If it's not good for you, go back to the doctor and tell them that this is what you are feeling. Tell them this is how it's, I mean, the medications are having a toll on you. They would, I mean, find out other means of helping you because they they know that there are a lot of uh, uh, cancer treatment there are mm. a lot of medications that they can give you other alternatives, alternatives. Yeah. yes so um we we should not stop taking the medications mm. until they tell you that now you can't stop okay yes so that's quite important yes so is. anthony let's let's um let's switch to the financial of, yes. of of dealing with cancer. I mean, you talk about the fact mm -hmm. that when your mom-in-law was sick, it was tough, especially yes. financially in yes. terms of the bills as well. Mm -hmm. What was it like um, when yes, Mrs. was going through? When, when, when she had the first uh, diagnose, mm -hmm. we, we, we actually took care of the finances. Okay. It was when the but after the first one, I think a year later, it reoccurred. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we had not recovered fully. From the first, from the first Was the it first a lot of money? Oh, it's, yes. it's expensive. Yes, for the surgery alone, we paid about 13000 thousand. Yeah, that was at a the trust hospital. hospital. At that time, and 2019. The, the, okay. the, 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 the test that you do... It's not part of the it. The medications... It's not part of the 13000 It's not part of the, yeah. Yes. As for those ones, they come ask and when they ask you to do to it. Do you buy it. So it's difficult to, 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 to actually yeah. uh, keep records of those ones. But what we actually paid as a lump sum was about 13000 yeah. And then the, the medications also came in. When the secondary, when it reoccurred, okay. that was when we actually uh, sought the help of uh, some friends. Okay. Who had came in to assist? To support. She, we belong to Catholic professionals professional guild. guild. Okay. So one mm -hmm. of our members who knew of our story. Yeah. His name is Edward. Edward Ayam. <laughs> okay. We were not comfortable we with were it. Not My husband was not comfortable at all. We were trying on our own to raise money mm. for it again. Mm. As she has said, the doctor didn't give us the chance to. When they one diagnosed week. it again, yeah, it was one week. Yes, yeah. it was very short, and we had to mobilize money immediately. 
we were even having some property us where we wanted to sell, but we realized that the time was so short that mm. it was not possible to mobilize money. So, yeah. so this friend came up with the idea. Reluctantly, we agreed, and they also raised some fund for us, which we using. Doing some the, of the radiation and the rest. That, yes, ah, there was just doing the radiation. It was for the radiation. The, the, the surgery that and other things. We care took of. care of everything. And it was time for radiation. radiation. That, that was, was when they, they, came in. they came in to help. Wow. It, it, how did it feel to have people I felt I, I felt that people loved me. Mm. Because when the thing was placed on the platform on which I, I also belong, Within a short time, yes. people started. In a matter of two days. Two days, people were donating. Yeah. I felt loved. Yeah. I yes. felt, oh, so people liked me like yeah. this. I never yeah. knew. So, in fact, it really helped that, oh, okay, if people. I'm would. surprised that you are surprised that people like you. Because <laughs> even though I don't know you, I feel like you're always talking to everybody yeah. and in everybody's business and mm-hmm. smiling and laughing with everybody. So, I mean, obviously, they'll be like, oh, that's no. exactly who I am. You there. saw it. <laughs> yeah. But that's amazing. I mean, to have people rally around and, and support you like that. They did. They did. Yes. Well, thank you to, to everybody who helped. Who helped yeah. yeah, one way or the other. In fact, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank them. A lot. I have a lot of friends who really helped. Emily, uh, Fortune, all these, they were my colleagues at Kolibu. They've all helped me helped. in one way or the other. Anytime you call somebody, they are around. Anybody, anytime you call them, they are there. Seriously, in fact, people really loved people, me. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Okay, well, this is still strong and sassy, and um, we're talking about breast cancer survival. This is the couples edition with Anthony and Louisa. Let me take a few of your messages, um, and then we'll we'll wrap up. So, Ajwa from Adensa says, um, good, e- good evening, Enimwa. Good testimony from this lady. May God continue to strengthen her and grant her long life to encourage others. And may he bless her fantastic husband. This is what real love is, for better, for worse. The truthfulness is amazing and encouraging. Thank you all for bringing hope. Dede says, this man needs to be celebrated. Well, look who is the star of the show this <laughs> evening. <laughs> this man needs to be celebrated. Few men can stand with you throughout difficult times to the point of losing both your breasts and he's still with you. May the almighty God richly bless you and bless you more. Amen. Um, this one says, this is Edmund. He says, this evening's program is very emotional and touching. I congratulate the couple in your studio sharing this life lessons experience. The continuous commitment of couples in the moment is worth emulating. And he lists the lessons that he learned. So he says, number one, the commitment of couples in marriage is very critical. The emotional and spiritual support that couples give to each other is very relevant and important. The emotional intelligence and maturity of this woman is 
unprecedented. God bless this couple. I intend to give her a book. All right, Edmund. Well, we look forward to that. Phyllis says, that's one of my brave and strong breast cancer survivors. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> well done, Yaira. I'm watching you. But I figured, I figured that you know her. Joycelyn says, yeah. hi, Yaira. You know her as yes. well. We thank God for We're your people. life. Thank you so much. We're all survivors. Um, yeah, I can, I can tell. I can feel the... <laughs> The vibe. I can feel the vibe. Um, thank you so much for your messages. Anthony, what's the biggest lesson for you in, in all of this that you've gone through? Uh, the lesson that you can learn from this is anything can happen to you in this life. So if your spouse is going through this, it mm. might be your turn one day. Mm. So you don't see this and leave your spouse to her feet. Mm. Leave her and go and marry another woman. No. If it was you, assuming it was you who had to go through this, will she also leave you and go yeah. and marry another mother? Mm. So that is what you look at and also be with your spouse. Your spouse through, yes. through it all. Louisa, are you afraid? <laughs> I sometimes do um, because he's also going out there mm. there are a lot of women out there mm. it might not be his intention but somebody may want to do something and you know men can easily sometimes that's the human side yeah. of me but that's the human side of all yes. women that's for us yeah. <laughs> no matter, no people <laughs> Oh, no matter the man how. hasn't done anything, no, no we are suspicious. <laughs> no matter how. See how Anthony shaking his head. It's like, yes, yes. Yema, yema. Bohobio. Exactly. So no, no matter what, you still have that feeling because of your inadequacy. Mm. That is what drives me. When my boobs were there, I wasn't feeling that way so much. Yeah. But now that it's not there, sometimes I feel. So I ask him. I, I ask him a lot of questions. You Does can, she you worry can, you? She worries you with I asking. Do. I can see I do, that. But you I worry, worry him, him and then he becomes quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> I can see that. I'm you, the troublesome you, you worry him with the same question. You ask mm. it four times in four different ways. Oh, madam. Okay, so when you ask me, what does he say? The same, just, the same response. <laughs> it just gives me the real assurance that I still don't find convincing. That's why I keep asking. But at least he has proved, I mean, for that long we have been together and throughout the thick and thin, we have been together till now. Mm -hmm. Even to the point of following me to places that I even go to give talks. That alone shows that He's there for me. So I, for now, I don't he really... He does not want your trouble, though. <laughs> I can't talk for him. He does not want your your trouble <laughs> or your wahala at all. <laughs> so you can see that. So mm, I could see that he's, he's, here. he's here. He has been with me all throughout. Mm. So I always pray to God to give him the strength and to bless him and to give him the courage to continue yeah. standing by me the way he has, he has been all these years. And such a great example for yes. your daughter as well in yes. terms of what, what marriage should look it like. It should look like, yes. We've been together for more than 20 years. Wow. So, so what's your biggest lesson from everything that you've gone through? 
Hmm. Actually, cancer has taught me a lot of lessons. Hmm. I was living my life as if death does not exist. At age 40, that was where I, I, it came, I came face to face with my mom dying. Mm. So it taught me a lot. Of, it just brought, I don't know, it reset me mm. to know that, you know, this world that you have come, we are just passing. Yeah. We any are not day, going to be any time you, you can, can go. go. At any time, yeah. Initially, I, it doesn't cross my mind that <laughs> you will just be there one day, you will die. Yeah. But this thing brought this realization to me that death is staring at all of us anytime anything can happen mm. so you have to be up and doing if there's something you need to do you do it now if there's somebody you need to help help the person you need to love love if there's something we need to do to each other positively mm. let's do it now now or never yeah so this is what it taught me mm. and also to take god seriously yeah i will not finish my I mean interview without mentioning God of course. because he has been our bane he has been our protector he has been our everything, everything from the beginning till now without God I don't know where we would have been mm -hmm. because uh, we had priests who pray for us who took us through some of um, these emotional times, mm. they have been with us, Father Sylvester, Father Fulton, Father Hansen. In fact, I cannot end this interview without mentioning their names. They prayed with us fervently to give us the assurance that God is with us, mm. God is with us, and God is going to be with us yeah. till we leave this place. Mm. So it taught me a lot of lessons that we should always rely on God yeah. and not on man. We should rely on God. So these are some of the things that I have learned that cancer is not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. Your mindset is also another thing. Mm. You need to be positive in everything. Yeah. And that positivity will help you overcome a lot of things. So for me, I'll say my being positive about this thing that I'm going to survive, I'm going to survive perhaps has kept me alive till this, mm. this is my fourth year, yeah. I'll say. So some people couldn't make it. Yeah. Some even the beginning stages and they couldn't yeah. make it. So it taught me a lot of lessons. So <laughs> that's the list I can say for well, now. Thank you so much, um, Anthony and Louisa. We are, we are so honored that you would share your story with us. And we thank God for for preserving, you know, and, and just, it's, it's amazing. I'm getting tearful all over again, <laughs> which is, is weird. but thank you so much. Thank You're you so welcome. much. And Anthony, a special thank you to you. And um, we love men who show us that there are good men out there, you know, and, and fathers who stay and husbands who stay and support. So you have our love um, <laughs> this evening. We'll leave the rest to Mrs. <laughs> to show the appreciation in the way that is needful. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank We're you. so grateful. Welcome. We also and thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. For us to thank share you our so stories much. and also to give hope to yeah. the hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.